0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to part two with my special guest, Pastor Chris Reed. He is one of the prophetic voices for now, and he's a pastor at Morningstar Church. And I want to tell you something, Rick Joyner knows how to pick (laughs) him. He listens to God, and I want to tell you something, if you're going to pick someone to lead your church, You got to hear from God, and Rick Joyner is a man that has heard from God many, many times. He's been a friend to me personally, been a friend to my dad, to our ministry, and he's been a great advisor, but I want to tell you something. When he heard from God that Pastor Chris Reed should be the leading pastor and the acting president of Morningstar Ministries, I believe he heard from God, and he told me about what he was about to do I wasn't shocked, but I was shocked. Can I say that? <laughs> and I think a lot of people were shocked, but yet you stepped into that role, Pastor Chris, like, we, like you've been there forever. And stay tuned because we are going to talk about the vision that you received in March about the men in black. Just to give people uh, a little insight about you, you are pastoring Morningstar Church. You're acting as president of the ministry. How's the church doing?
1: People that used to be there have come back. We, I probably have every Sunday somebody new walk up to me and say, we just moved to the air. We're coming here, you know, because we want to come to church. And um, last year, 2021, was the best year Morningstar's ever had on all of the graphics. So God is really just doing something. It's been a fit. Rick's been... So great to me, he and his wife, and uh, the whole staff there are just incredible people.
0: Does he so, ever take you hunting with them?
1: I have not went hunting with him. <laughs> now, I've went golfing with him, but I, I have went hunting there, uh, but not with him. Is he a good golfer? A lot better than a I lot. am.
0: <laughs> I always like to get to know the insights of different leaders to make sure they're yep. still human, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. We make them out to be you know, spiritual giants, which there are spiritual giants, but yet we forget they're normal like us, you know, just like you, I, I, I learned to love you. Can I say that? Yeah. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel blessed to be a friend of yours.
1: I feel the same, you know, and I I believe
0: you for our generation, you are going to be our Rick Joyner. Can I say that? You're going to be the next mentor of leaders. And, and you're going to give prophetic insights to where we are, especially, you know, people like myself that are leading the way when it comes to television and all that. We need your voice and we need your interpretation of what is happening right now And so many of the world, people in the world, people in the church, the news media, the headlines are all screaming, something is going on yet. We don't know, mm-hmm. but here you have a dream. And I began to watch you. And as I watched you release this, I, I immediately texted you or Facebooked you. And I said, pastor Chris, you got to come on the show. You got to talk about this. I'm seeing you with Sir Roth. I'm seeing you with uh, Cindy Jacobs. I'm seeing you with some of the who's who of Christianity. And I said, he's got to come here <laughs> and share this because Listen, we all have a mandate to reach people, and we all reach people in different generations We across the, the board. I'm an ex-gang member from East L.A., California, and maybe you don't watch Cindy Jacobs, but maybe you're going to stop and watch this program, and the message is clear and the same. Can you share for those that are watching that maybe they're not used to listening to prophetic words about this vision, this dream about the men in black?
1: Yeah, so this is March 25th. I've got it in front of me here just so I can remember all the details exactly. But I was in Moravian Falls. We, Morningstar has some property up in Moravian Falls, North Carolina. And of course, you know, our heritage um, ministries, the uh, Heritage Grand Hotels where we base out of in Fort Mill, South Carolina. But I was up there visiting in, in the falls. March 25th, 2022, I have this dream, very intense I saw an unknown man dressed in a black suit holding a $50 U.S. bill. And he tears the $50 bill in three stages in the dream. In the first stage of the dream, he stood in front of me and he took the $50 bill and he tore off one-third of it. As he did, random people started bringing me national newspapers one after the other and all I could read were the headlines. The first headline, headline was handed to me and it said, quote, The dollar drops 30% in value. Subtitle Mideast oil strikes deal with China instead of the U.S. Another headline read that was given to me, quote, The perfect storm, inflation reaches a new high. Unquote. I was then handed another headline which read, quote, Food shortage crisis as wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate, unquote. Then another headline was handed to me, which read, quote, riots and civil unrest as citizens demand entitlement checks, unquote. In the second stage of the dream, I again saw the man dressed in black holding the rest of the $50 bill. This time he tore it in half. And as he did, I, I felt an earthquake under my feet. And the headline started coming again. A person walked up to me, handed me a headline, moved on. And it said, quote, Israeli and Palestinian two-state solution reached, unquote. Then another person handed me another headline, which read, quote, major earthquake hits the middle of the U.S., unquote. In the third stage of the dream, the man in black took the rest of the $50 bill and started tearing it into smaller pieces, one by one. Then another person walks up. Hands me another headline, which read, quote, America in pieces, more states secede from the nation in rebellion to the federal government, unquote. I was then handed another headline, which read, quote, U.S. military takes charge as uncertainty looms over the federal government, unquote. In the final stage of the dream, the man in black took out what looked like a new $1 bill But it also looked like a cell phone. I know that's hard to explain, but it looked like a cell phone, $1 bill. I saw George Washington's face on it, but it looked very different. And as I looked, someone handed me another newspaper, and its headline read, quote, new currency for a renewed nation, unquote. And then I was handed one last headline, which read, quote, simplicity restored, as Americans grow their own food again, unquote. So I think there's a lot to unpack there, but just a simple start, I think that the $50 bill signifies the monetary value of the 50 United States, the nation, and how that three event, it seems like a a, a set of events were triggered each time he tore a bill. I think the man in black represents the black horseman in Revelation, which was tied to famine and Mm. money. Um, So there's a lot to say about it. Let me ask you
0: this. What triggered the tears? What do you think what triggered the tear?
1: I think that what triggered the tear was the man in black. Now, you know, of course when I, you know that a prophetic dream, there's allegory. Yeah. And I know the man was not Johnny Cash, right? (laughs) The man in black. But I do think there is something interesting about that because, you know, Johnny Cash wrote a song about I'm the man in black, and he was talking about grieving over the moral depravity of America. And then, you know, the man in black's name is Cash. That's a... Very bizarre last name. I don't know if I know of anybody else that's ever had the last name. Actually, his last name, Cash, yeah. other than that family. So, I in the I, so in the dream, I believe it was an angel who has been given authority to trigger a set of events that will allow an economic decline in America the posture and position, the hearts of Americans take away all the things that we so depend upon other than God, mm-hmm. the financial security and all of that, to ultimately force us to turn to the Lord, have a personal revival, and then a real national revival. I think this dream, I'll summarize this, I believe, and I'll say this is a prophecy, we are entering the early stages of of the third great awakening
0: Wow I, I gotta ask you this I got two questions that are gonna be I gotta ask you this for a reason one how serious should we take this dream I think
1: very and you know there's some prophetic words I've gotten that were months ahead of time years ahead of time like for instance A year before uh, the prime minister of Great Britain, what's his name? Um, Oh, it's slipping my name. He's got the guy that's got the funny hair. Boris Boris Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I prophesied publicly, um, put it out on social media. He would be elected prime minister, you know, about a year or so before he was elected. Uh, I don't know if you remember just quickly. I think it was in June of 2020, uh, President Trump was giving a speech in the White House, in the White House press briefing room. And this is the only time I ever remember seeing this happen. The Secret Service came in, took him out because shots were That's being right. fired. Do you remember? It, it I was do. on the news. Yeah. I know there's newspaper head. Well, that was on a Monday. Okay. 36 hours before that on Saturday evening, I had a vision of that very thing. I still, it's time stamped. I shared it on social media. I said there would be shots taken at the White House. And I called people immediately to pray for President Trump. So that's a couple of examples of prophetic words. One year, 36 hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that right now we're beginning to see this. I I, I do think one day, and and this is what's shocking to me, that I got this dream March 25th. I know just in the last couple of weeks, we have seen thousand point drops in the Dow. We've also seen the Federal Reserve raising interest rates higher than they have in over 20 years in one raise. something's happening
0: what do you say to the critics that say you christians are obsessed with revelation you're obsessed with these theories that the world's going to come to an end what do you say to the critics that always categorize us and especially prophets and prophetic words that You guys are wanting this doom and gloom. You guys want America to be destroyed, but you keep prophesying this. What do you say to those critics that maybe keep thinking that that's all we want?
1: Yeah, well, we certainly don't want that. I love my nation. I love America, the opportunity it's afforded to me. I pray for all presidents, regardless of party, regardless of if I voted for them or not. But America, for the last 50 560 years something happened in the 1960s I the Lord has shown me this more than just the sexual revolution the rock and roll something happened there was the beginning of something there that is leading that is culminating you know into where we are now and because of the downward spiral of morality humanism socialism communism and pushing god and all the standards of the bible righteousness and holiness and running from it and adopting a lot of the eastern europe you know humanism and western europe thinking there's god has too much prophetic destiny for this nation to just let it keep going the way something's got to really shake shake us up and i think 40 years after 1960 was 9 11. Uh, that shook us up. You know, they say church attendance was higher the Sunday after 9 11 than like ever. Yeah. But look how in 21 years. So there's got to be a shakeup. It's not because God wants to punish us or hurt us. God is going to allow, we've sown the, as a nation to the wind, we're going to reap the whirlwind. And I think it's actually creating an environment for the end time revival. You can no longer depend upon all the luxuries and securities and comforts of America if that's gone in a day. And I'll say this, you know, a lot of people say, oh, this is America. That could never happen. Tell that to 1929 Americans when the stock market crashed and the Great Depression began. And it took 15 years to get out of that, really. So God's going to use it. In the end, America will come out. It was a $1 bill, a unified nation, back on to our founding, our founding principles. That's why George Washington's face on it. And I think it's some form of digital currency.
0: Hmm. You're looking at it at the screen right now. Listen, I want you to watch a trailer of the three prophetic messages, and then we're going to come back. We want to pray for you. In the midst of everything, even though the world seems to be darker. I love the scripture that, you know, grace is going to abound. Where sin abounds, much more grace abounds. And the grace of God is for your household, is for my life, is for the ministry, is for the culture, It's for this world. And God has a way to wake us up. And yet the world is not getting awakened. But if a great awakening is going to take place, it's going to have to meet with this events that are taking place and events that are coming, that is going to change the face of our nation. I want you to watch this message and then I'll come back and we want to pray for you and pray for your family and pray for your ministry. Watch this.
1: I wanted to share with you all today, a dream that I had recently. Honestly, I was hesitant to share it at first. There was some real hesitancy on my part in my uh, spirit. Okay, John was the author of the book of Revelation. And even though he was an apostle, he also was an apostolic prophet because he had the book of Revelation encounter on the island of Patmos where he has this caught up into heaven experience, has throne room encounters, third heaven encounters, which the Lord basically lays out to him in visionary form, not just the future, but the whole history of the church age. As I continued to watch him, he looked up at me and smiled. His eyes burned the same blue as the campfire that he was building. The angel said, He has been hidden in the caves of Turkey and will appear on the scene right before the coming of the Lord to help the church and the world to understand the book of Revelation that he wrote. I then woke up. And in the dream I saw a unknown man who was dressed in a black suit and he held a $50 U.S. bill in his hand. And the dream consisted of him tearing the $50 bill in three different stages. And after each stage, I was handed newspapers, national newspapers here in the United States with various unique headlines. The first one said after he tore the $50 bill in one third off, the headline read this, the dollar drops 30% in value. And then another person came up to me and handed me another news headline, which said, quote, food shortage crisis as wheat and bread impor- imports are at a stalemate. I believe after the spring, COVID is not going to disappear, but we will begin to finally see this thing start to fizzle down. But here's the other thing, and I want you to pray into this. I saw another worldwide virus break out. I also saw a rise of women in political leadership in nations around the world, I did. I've saw that. I think that you will see a woman emerge in British politics this year who will replace a current politician and she will be very much like a uh, Margaret uh, Thatcher. I want you to be assured because no matter what we face with economic struggle, the rise of inflation, God is going to preserve his people. And help us through these. And we will come out stronger than before we went into this time of difficulty.
0: Three prophetic messages. you got to get this right now. I'm going to put the link on, on, the, on the screen. Call me. Go to the website. Order it right now. You need to hear more of this message. You, you're talking a lot about different key nations and leaders. And I, I, I mentioned to you, Turkey's got to be a, a country to watch. Why do you feel that there's there's such a mystic outlook or or, or, or what is what's prophetic about Turkey?
1: Well, John wrote the the seven churches of Asia Minor. Turkey was right there. Um, you know, Patmos is right there. The island of Patmos where John was banished, where he wrote the book Revelation. So yeah, I think that uh, you know, it wouldn't be a shock to see, you know, mystical things come out of that region mm. at the end and i think there are going to be you know somebody said earlier that there's a realignment of sheep and goat nations i think some of the nations that we never would have thought before that were key players are going to be and other nations that we've always thought or have been on the world stage are going to digress or so i just want to make sure america's a sheep nation and whatever we have to go through temporarily to keep it a sheep nation that's the important thing
0: I listen, my time has run out again. I can't believe it. 30 minutes is flying so fast, and I cannot let you leave without praying for us. I believe there's someone watching in California, Pennsylvania, that needs to hear a word from God. And I saw you on Sid Roth, and he did something unusual that he asked you to come and pray for his staff, and you had prophetic words for the staff, but you also had a prophetic word. For those that, that were going to be watching, you name the street, you name. I mean, it was incredible to what I was glued. I had to watch it over and over again. There was such an anointing of that moment. And I said to myself, if, if, if Pastor Chris ever does my program and he sits on the orange couch, I got to have you pray not only for me, for the television program, but for that person watching at home can you just pray over us and, and just whatever you feel? Because I believe this. I believe in my generation. And I believe that you're going to be the Rick Joiner to our generation. And the mantle has passed down to you. But I, you also love this generation. And I believe that you have a message for our I generation. Do. And just take the next six minutes and just minister to us.
1: So Father, I thank you for every person watching today, every person that is listening and they feel something touching their heart. They feel something provoking them. They feel something stirring them. Lord, I ask that you will, every person that needs to know you, Lord, that they will call upon your name in faith and declare that Jesus is Lord and turn from whatever a sin that they're struggling with. Lord, I pray for those who have prophetic giftings that are lying dormant. I speak the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ and call those gifts into activation, into being unlocked. I call forth every person that's watching that has given up, or maybe they're sitting on the sidelines and they feel unworthy because they made a mistake or you know they're embarrassed of something that they've done and they feel disqualified that God can't use them. I pray, Father, that you'll reach out to them right where they are, right there, and let them feel your love and let them know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Lord Jesus, that you love them and that you are called, you are calling them. Lord, I pray for Mondo and his staff, the crew. I pray for this show, Lord, let it raise up a generation, I pray that viewers Lord, will be touched. Let every word he speaks on uh, the air, let it not fall to the ground, but let it be like what Jesus said. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. I pray that his words, every episode, will be spirit and life in the name of Jesus. And I just pray, Lord, for prophetic revelation and dreams and visions, angelic visitations, Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, trances for him that he will grow, Lord, in this and that this will come to him and he will have a startling experience that will blow his mind, that will forever change and set the course of the destiny of his life and it'll never be the same. Lord, I pray for every person watching right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm beginning to see something right now. Lord, there is a young man who is watching this show and is no longer attending church. So, his dad was a the pastor. Something happened in his dad's life that turned sour. The church turned against his dad, and his dad is no longer the pastor, and that relationship was wounded and uh, crushed. This young man that is watching me now has been experimenting and dabbling with with different forms of substances. And at various times, you have put on a facade of being stronger than you are and you've even battled suicide. And this man, this young man, I'm speaking to him right now in the name of Jesus Christ. God is reaching for you. You've never gone too far beyond the grace of God. God. And I know when this person watches this and hears this, they're going to call and let the program know they have given their life back to God and that things are turning around and they're going to pursue their purpose and destiny because God sees you right where you are in Jesus Christ's name. Lord, also, I'm even seeing right now, there is a woman who is battling cancer and she lives on, a, in, on the outskirts kind of of a larger city. And Lord, she lives on a street called Randolph Street. Randolph Street. She's been told that she's had cancer and she's discouraged by it. She feels like she hasn't got the healing yet. But ma'am, I speak right now in the name of Jesus Christ you to be healed as you're listening to my words, and I'm believing that this woman with cancer on Randolph Street is going to write into the program and tell about the good things the Lord has done and that her faith is lifted and her hope is restored and renewed, and she's moving forward in the things of God. In Jesus Christ's name,
0: amen. Wow. Listen, receive that word for you right now. I receive it for myself. I receive it for you. This is the time and the hour where God is still moving. God is still healing. God is giving prophetic words. And listen, I want God to reveal to me his mysteries. I got to, listen, if you don't know Christ right now, pray where you are right now. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Repent of your past. Repent of your, your ways and turn back to God and just acknowledge that he is the savior. He is your true Lord and savior of your life. Accept them in your heart. And the moment you've done that, you come into the knowledge that he is the Christ, that he died for you. And at the third day, he rose to forgive you of your sins. He wants to restore you. Go read your Bible. Begin to get to know him in an intimate way. Because the moment you do, your life is going to begin to have a meaning. And a prophetic word is going to be revealed to you the moment you do that. I pray for you and receive that word today from Pastor Chris. Thank you. Man, Thank I can you. spend hours. I got to fly over there and just spend hours next to you. And just when you're working, I'm working. I'll pick up trash. And I just want to <laughs> be around the anointing. But listen to me. Be hungry for God. That's one of the most important things to do is to always have hunger for him. I got to go. Until next time, remember this. Keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye.